You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. So, welcome to our podcast. Today's topic is butter. So, going straight into what this un well, I guess a lot of people could talk about these things and you you hear, "Oh, butter's good, butter's this," and it's back on, you know, now that the the what would you call it the the powers that be are kind of backing off on the anti-butter stance like the people who follow them which is like most mainstream news and media are able to say butter's good now so i still wouldn't trust that that group because they're just a reflection of what's being allowed to be said from the the top so i would try to seek deeper into this that's what this podcast is here for it's a very short one but we go deeper into butter and so butter is not to be used the way most people use it. Butter is a medicine. It's not something that's just, you know, and it's very important to cancer, to bring toxins out, to pull all that stuff out into the, the bile and into the stools and to bring these things out of the body. It's a great detoxifier, especially if it's unsalted. So it has to be unsalted because the salt like reverses its polarity to some degree and then things can't be offloaded onto the structure as well. Now the structure of butter is lipophilic. Um, I mean, um, what's the word? There's a word for that. Um, well, it just means that certain tissues, certain fats attract toxins. So the toxins are lipophilic, you could say. They're attracted by the lipids. And, um, the the toxins offload onto them um and so butter has to be of a high quality like i always buy imported butter i do not go local for butter i'm sorry there's certain things you don't go local for there's a lot of things you don't go local for anybody that talks to you about local that doesn't have a notion of quality behind it is 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 lost in some sort of well well orchestrated ideology of local which has been great for the higher levels of mass distribution because then they can denounce all the imported stuff you know they can say oh the french wine or the french meat or the french butter and like you know oh they think they're better than us so it's we're going local and it's like yeah you just shut down tons of quality and tons of soil differences and tons of richer soil and so you can't do that you have to have local okay but like local with quality. I mean, you can get local crap, like glyphosate-treated cherries and calling it local and just be standing there selling to- toxins to people. So that's not smart. So there has to be local plus quality. They have to be together always. And if it's local and it's not good quality, then don't have it at your market or don't sell it. You know, let some, they'll, they'll find some other channel. So you don't do things just because they're local. So... Um, So, um, like, it's not a qualitative description yet. It has to have quality behind it. So, um, so butter, um, finding good butter, I usually get imported butter from, like, um, you know, you can, you can sometimes order online. There's, like, Russian stores. There's, you know, Italian, French, different types of hubs where people can find groceries like that. Uh, Online, um, you can order sometimes maybe Whole Foods. Sometimes another chain will have something, um, like, um, you know, in Central Market, for example, in Austin, they have a lot of in- imported cheeses and imported butters, too. So sometimes you have to go to the section of the store that's like the imported cheese section to find the right butter because the, the 
the mass-produced kind of stuff is not there. I'm not a big fan of Kerrygold. I, I will accept it for some people because there's no other choice in my mind. Like I accept it as like a like uh okay, but it is soy-based. But it's not as high of a percentage as some other butters. But they are using soy now in Ireland to 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 build up that demand, and so you're getting soy in there, you know, and so um, trying to find a good butter is a key. And then once you find it, it's it's the quantity that's the most important. You know, I saw a, an article using, um, what is it called, um, activated charcoal, you know, as a way to clean out spike proteins and, and things like that from the interstitial fluid. And it's called interstitial dialysis, which is an interesting term for activated charcoal. But the problem is, once again, they're not using it like we used it in Europe. I went to, I was there 15 years, went to naturopathic school there for three years. And, you know, in Europe, they, they don't, they're not shy on activated charcoal. They'll eat a whole tablespoon or two. And we're like here over here with one little pill, you know, that's not going to do it. And so you need to wash that stuff through. But we're so kind of babied that we, we can't imagine that we could eat two t- tablespoons of that and that it would not kill us or something because it's like we're self-medicating or we're doing something not in doctor land or something, you know? And so we've gotten ourselves into that way of thinking, whereas the whole rest of the world, man, they'd eat tons of clay. You, you, I'd go to African stores in, in, um, in France and you'd see these big jars of clay blocks. And I was like, what's this for? Oh, they, they buy them and eat them. I'm like, for what? For food? They're like, no, it's like, you know, if you got a little diarrhea, you got a little bit of this, they'll just eat it. And then it turns out that we made all this like, you know, Pepto-Bismol and, and the equivalent of Pepto-Bismol in France, which is called spasphon Lyuk. And that, you know, is made out of clay. Clay is one of the base substrata in there. But so they tried to legally uh, shut clay down. And so now on all the clays you see, uh, do not eat. You know, it'll say that on there uh, in France even though people know you can eat it. So, I mean, okay, if you have like ulcers and you have all these other conditions, maybe you're not supposed to throw a bunch of that stuff in your system. But someone in a normal condition that doesn't have a specific, you know, uh, problem like that, exact one, um, then yes. And so they, they'll just take that case and turn it into like a, a scare story and then they'll make it, we got to outlaw, you know, clay now. And so, like, you know, when you get down to outlawing clay, you're, you're at the, you're basically, you know, like at the, people should be able to see through that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, it's, it's base. It's there. It's been there through history, but they don't know much about history. They don't know about geophagia and the eating of clay throughout millennia and history and, you know, for poisons, toxins, for everything. Birds eat it, you know, when they get, they ingest toxins or poisons from different things. So... Learning to, um, you know, the, the butter is offloaded in the same way that the clay is offloaded. There's a way that the, the body offloads toxins off on this material and then it comes out and we get, we gain thereby the, you know, the A, D, E, and K and a lot of the other vitamin E and the lecithin and a lot of the good things that are in butter as well, which lecithin helps break down cholesterol and everything else. We don't get the Wilson factor and some of these like really cool features because we don't have raw butter anymore, but we get most of the good stuff out of butter without it being raw. Now, uh, in other podcasts, I talk about making your own farmer's cheese with raw milk that you can get at farmer's markets now in Texas, at least legally, or ordering it from Amish farms if you're out of state possibly. But 
what I'm saying is that these, you know, you can make your own farmer's cheese, which has a little bit of the butter in it, and you can get some of the Wolzen factor through that angle. So you're not missing anything. And also through the raw milk, you'll get vitamin C, which was one of the reasons that people drank milk, in the not to begin with, but it was one of the most highest sources of vitamin C traditionally in continental Europe, like continental, um, um, well, England. In England, that was one of the, the greatest sources of vitamin C was milk itself when it was raw. Yeah. So there is some factors in there that you'll feel good on eating, like and they won't treat you like all the other milk products you're used to, especially if you get A2 milk from like you know Jersey cow or Guernsey or small Celtic breeds, true A2, and then you make it yourself. You pour it in a bowl, let it sit a few days, and then throw it in a cheesecloth, and then strain that and eat it with honey and vanilla. Powerful food, very powerful. Uh, hard to find things as powerful as that, but so there is a way. And so butter is very important because you need to eat about a slab of it a day. Like when I say a slab, it's like take a typical butter stick and cut it. I don't know if you'd cut it in thirds. I, I don't use butter sticks because they're not usually the type of butter I buy. But, you know, the thing looks like about, it's about a half inch to three quarter inch slab that, you know, if you hold your two your, your thumb and your index finger together in both hands and you make a little shape with your two hands, you know, this little rectangle. That's about what needs to be eaten every day. It's about 75 grams of butter. And what's funny about that is traditionally we ate that much butter per day. If you go back and analyze the old cookbooks from former times and you looked at all the food they ate in a given day, you'll find that they were eating at least 75 grams of butter per day. So in the modern world... Because you're not finding butter cooked in everything and the right kind and everything else. Get that at home and get your 75 in the morning. And so I eat it with like pumpernickel that I import from Westphalia, Germany that you can find in America at Whole Foods. And you can also find it uh, online. Um, so get this there, that exact one. It's got a Jewish star on it. It's called Westphalia Pumpernickel and it's Bavarian is the brand. I think it's like blue, the label. And so you got to get the right one because a lot of them cheap and they use like malt and beets and all this other stuff to kind of color the bread to make it that dark color. But when it's done right, they, um, you know, it's a 20 hour cooking process, which allows for it to, to become that color. It's a whole different method. And the vitamin E is retained and they can last a year, even in the package without even being in the fridge, they'll last a year and you can open them up. So you can order like 10, 20 and put them in the, you know, it's a good safety measure, but even just to have them anyway. And so I'll eat this with the butter and honey and I do that daily. You know, and you need that. You need it. It's a medicine. It's not what we think it is. And so um, just turning that liquid sunshine around, which is the purified chlorophyll that's been converted from the green into the sun, the gold, and that whole reality coming back into the system and helping the skin. I mean, we got all these skin problems. Most of it's from not enough butter, you know, and not the right kind either. So skip the local. If you have to go local on butter, there is local butter. Uh, I've seen like Amish butter that I ordered from Jersey cattle where they kind of like, you know, hand whip it or churn it. And it's even got a lot of the, like, like, like it almost is tastier than normal butter. It doesn't taste like just fat. It has almost like a protein part, you know, because it hasn't been perfectly separated. And so this is a great butter that's local. Um, there could be other local butters that are good and there may be some goat and other type of things that are good. Um, but I usually would just get imported and yeah, so anyway, butter, 
that's what the cowboy did, you know, like I'm from Texas. I'm probably some part cowboy, but I was explaining that to someone. Yes, they, the cowboy brought meat and they brought the cattle and they did that. And they were like ranchers and, and meat. It was meat based, you could say. But at the same time, what they did over time was those prairies would be restored and a lot of the areas would be restored and some of these valleys would be restored. Um, and the restoration would set up dairy communities and then the dairy communities would have as their prime um, product butter. So in some sense, the cowboy is connected to the butter by, you know, the, by the, um, the, the rotating of all of the cattle and the excrement creating more fertility and bringing about the possibility of the earthworms and all of the life that's needed to create a dairy community and the grasses and all that. So there is a connection between the cowboy and the butter. Anyway... More like that, if you're into it, um, at our podcast, theheartoftradition.com. Come check us out for the transdermal magnesium and the food ideas and wisdom using ancestral wisdom to understand how to use food in a medicinal way, powerful foods that most people have never heard of that are right in front of their eyes or right around the corners from where they're living. So anyway, come check us out at theheartoftradition.com.